to another episode of Meet the Shoe. I'm Sade. I'm Nina. And we have a special guest. By the name of Major. He is from the east side of Detroit. East side? No. <laughs> <laughs> and he is going to tell you about all of his accomplishments um, that he has done. Mm-hmm. And he's going to take us back from what led him up until now. Right. So, okay. Um, hi, Major. <laughs> How y'all doing? All We're right. doing fine. So, no, do you want to tell the audience about um, your book and the things um, that you've been doing since you've been home from your situation? Okay, we'll go backwards. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go like, backwards. What made yes. you write the book? Yeah, we want that. Actually, what, what made me write the book is uh, since a young age, I always wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. But where I was uh, coming from and where I grew up at, those who read books or, uh, or wrote, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't looked upon mm-hmm. as uh, things to do in the hood per se. Mm-hmm. So right. no matter what I was doing, I always kept some type of journal or notebook or something in the midst of everything, leave it in the car or whatever. So... My memoir is a story that's been getting in my mind to get out, but upon car- incarceration, I have learned to deal with uh, my own qualms. I learned to deal with the naysayers and all that. It was the perfect time for me to write, 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 and not worry what others would think. Okay. And, especially, and especially when I was running the streets, I never knew how to turn anything that I wrote into dollars. Okay. So I used some of that time mm-hmm. in prison to figure that out, and once I figure that out, I really learned that it ain't about the dollars because if you're doing what you turned out to do, the dollars going to come anyway. And that's what I'm going through right now. Okay. And so when you were younger and you had um, got the gift to write, you know, it came through your soul. He's like, man, okay, let me write this down. Or, oh, that's a good idea. Let me write this down. Where did that come from? Like, what hit you was you know what school did you go to did you go to somebody's house or you know what was your do you remember the first time you picked your pen up and said this is you know gonna be your gift like you knew it in your soul what when was the first time that you identified with that i actually was at uh elementary school a school called davidson elementary okay and while i was there they had a writing contest Mm -hmm. but but the youngsters that entered the writing contest had a chance to leave the class because when you're in elementary you're not leaving the class that much so my Mm -hmm. thing was the work wasn't a problem i don't want to be around y'all i want to be somewhere else right so so i end up entering one of the uh contests and actually, I didn't win, but I was uh, third place. Oh. And that get, and that gave me the dumps and the idea. Like, man, somebody really paying attention. But I was a youngster and I didn't realize that. But another contest came about mm-hmm. and I'm t- tired of sitting in this class all day. Mm-hmm. Now I put in my mind, I'm going to win. Right. So, right. so when I put in my mind that I'm going to win, I actually wrote 
a small story about my parents leaving me to go sneak and buy some candy for me while I was at school. Okay. And I actually won a contest and that gave me the ability to help other teachers in elementary school and not sit in my own class. Wow. And that let me know right there, oh, I got this down. But <laughs> I still had qualms and hangups according to what other people thought, even as a young age. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so did you, just you telling that story, It it's like, um, you know how they say you work hard at something you convinced even as a you know a kid you convinced somebody to come into your story immediately like as you worked at it right you convinced exactly. somebody to come in and listen and believe to you know I hey I got something to say right yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I did yeah so when you first picked up the pen how long did it take you to write that book and did you ever get writer's block? See, this might start controversy or whatever within a, a literary world. Right. I don't believe I don't believe in writer's block. Okay, okay. That, that's just something I don't believe in, and I can attest to it because, as crazy as it may be, I was finding myself writing a fiction and a nonfiction book at the same time. So, writer's block, I haven't experienced it not saying that it's not real but right i can't i can't relate because i haven't went through it even though i know award-winning writers go through it i just never went through it myself mm -hmm, okay mm -hmm. maybe because you had so much to give so much <laughs> to talk about that you haven't you didn't reach that point and i could see you writing a me being a writer um i can see you being able to write a fiction and nonfiction, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You, um, I haven't read your book just yet, but I could just tell that, you know, by you delivering the story, you know what you're saying, <laughs> that you're able to, um, just from your story from when you was a, um, a kid, right? And you, the first contest, you got third place. And then the second one you won. It's like, you're, you're telling yourself and the audience, like, I can do this. You can do it, right? Mm -hmm. That's 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 what exactly. I'm. That's right. what I'm gathering out of the conversation. Huh. Yes. So where? Okay, where? For the viewers, viewers, sorry. <laughs> could you give us the title of your book? Mm -hmm. Maybe you got a physical copy, or you could show what it is. Uh, and where can you purchase this book? Right. Hey. It's novel. Okay. okay. Black see bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This this book is a memoir that I self published. Oh, when I when I started my uh, publishing company, Black Bottom Bread Publishing. Oh, wow! So it can be purchased uh, directly from me from BlackBottomBread.com. It can be purchased on Amazon and the uh, wherever you like to buy your uh, digital books from or okay. physical. Mm -hmm. uh, also, you can buy them directly from me if you go to my link tree on my instagram which is black bottom bread okay okay i'm and, a i'm a i'm a touchy philly i like the yeah paper. Well, I, have I, to have I have the to have a physical book, book so yeah. we will purchase it <laughs> <laughs> i can't do that other stuff <laughs> and so um when you when you first got home out of your situation mm -hmm. what was the first thing you did that um that was a commitment towards your book? Like, what was the first steps that you made leaving prison? Like, what was the first thing that you bought pertaining to your when business? I, when I first got out of prison, uh, 
due to circumstances, I had almost a, a leg up because, you know, few people gave me a few pennies to get myself together. Okay. Instead of doing what other people did, uh, squander the cash, clothes, cars, and all that, I ended up buying me a laptop and printer okay. before, I even, before I even got an idea. I, uh, uh, ID because I knew exactly what I wanted to do okay. when I uh, came home. I had almost two decades of planning. That's right. I, could, I couldn't trick nobody but myself. Like, mm-hmm. Major, this is what you're going to do. Do it. Right, right. Okay. And so, um, what, how much time did you do? And, you know, <laughs> what did you go to prison for? Uh, 17 years and approximately six months. Okay. Uh, I got out in 2017. <clears throat> what I went to prison for was armed robbery, mm-hmm. uh, assault with attempt to commit murders, mm-hmm. and a, a kidnapping. Okay. And so, um, since you've been home, have you had like any issues um, as far as like your past? Not not per se. You know what. Um, you were what you went to jail for but like people you know trying to steer you in the wrong direction again because you're on the right path I mean as relating I'm still dealing with it because uh, I'm trying to shake off the stigma mm-hmm. of what it was and the way I was living before I went to prison okay. now I know who I am and I learned who I am during where I was at. So mm-hmm. when I come home, people are not prepared for this uh, major write books, major got a publisher company. So here is the next thing that coming from the naysayers. Mm-hmm. There's some type of scam. Major don't write books, major steal, major rob, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely uh, encountered that. And as it relates to uh, things from my past, mm-hmm. it's, it's natural for what I went to prison for in the circumstances for that stuff to come up. Mm-hmm. But in order to not be caught back up in it, I had to do one of those things. I can't hear what y'all are saying over there because I'm over here. Right. That's right. Okay. So you uh, highly agree that anybody that comes out, they need to change their circle. So that sounds like, like mm-hmm. ignore you know, anybody that's not in your lane positive mm-hmm. to eliminate it. Just don't deal with it. Like I mean, that's that's that should be the golden rule for those who don't know. And that's one of the principles that I talk about inside of my memoir. Uh when you change up your surrounds and circumstances, everything will be better for you because mm-hmm. when you come from a particular situation, mm-hmm. everybody is in that same particular situation. Mm-hmm. And everybody usually have the same goal i'm gonna get this bread by whatever means because they don't know another means (laughs) right yeah it's their only way yeah and and once i convince myself that there is another means whether i know how to do it this way or not Mm -hmm. i can't chance uh another x amount of years of my life chasing a dollar which is stealing away from my family. Right. You know what I mean? And I ain't talking about money. I'm talking about time and presence. I oh, can't yes. do it no more. Right. Mm-hmm. So do you have children? Uh, yes, seven. Uh, okay. Okay. And so what? how does the kids, um, as far as time, um, since you've been home, how, do, how does the time with the kids how do how how do they try to steal a lot of your time? Like, does that you know feed your soul as far as you making sure that you have to be present? Is that 
like one of the reasons why you're, you know, making sure you stay on the right path? Most definitely, because uh, you can't get time back. And I try my best to spend as much time with the youngsters as possible. Mm -hmm. I'm not exempt from things like everybody else. All my relationship with my children isn't the greatest because some type of way relationships be strange. You know, it's just being gone is for me to repair those relationships and not trying to miss out for missing time. But for the the uh, immediate household and for the children that's not grown, I do everything I can to be present as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And in a nutshell, I think that may affect the older ones because they remember me being gone for so long. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And from a male's perspective, cause you know, me and Sade, um, go back and forth about that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were gone and we returned, right. It was, a lot of, um, you're mean, you're mean, you're mean, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, from your perspective, did you get, is that like, what do you, what did you hear as far as from the kids? How was your attitude when you got out? Like, you know, how did, what, what was your something that you had to take a look back at? Cause for us, we had to listen, right? It was hard for us to listen to the kids and because they, you're shaking your finger in their face, they didn't right? They want you to reprimand them. Yeah. So how do you deal with um, getting them to respect that? Hey, I don't got this money anymore. You know what I'm saying? I don't got, you know, I'm not this person that I used to be. So what, you know, how do you make someone um, that's struggling with that, that we all can relate to as far as over, yeah, overcoming a relationship with the kids after you Mm -hmm. get in out of prison? See, in my situation, it is it, kind of different, right? Because when I come home, my oldest children were uh, 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 graduating high school and headed to college and headed for uh, Troubleville. Okay. So, so when when you're talking about that, it's not about trying to make them understand that I don't have what I used to. The thing is, I come home to grown people. Right. So okay. they coming home. I'm coming home to own personalities, own thoughts, and all that stuff. When you're talking about parenting mm-hmm. from prison, which is a hard thing because all you can do is relate to your children through telephone, letters, and visits, however that may be, and that that can't even compensate for the time being spent with them. Right. So no matter what I thought I was writing or talking about, mm-hmm. it's still the children that's older have been thoughts put in their head by another, whoever the other may be, whether it's a husband, a boyfriend, Mm -hmm. the gangs, the streets, it's all thoughts that didn't come from me. So they developed their own thoughts. And Mm -hmm. now that's what I'm up against. Their own thoughts that I can't really relate to because I didn't input. Right. Okay. And so did you hear a lot of that? Um, (coughs) as far as like, Oh, you wasn't here and um don't tell me what to do and like you don't know what you're talking about attitude. Did you get a lot of that? It's not that I get a lot of that, I'm still getting it now. Right. Really? And so how would you say um, you know, a person would deal with that? Like what what do they do? Do they just, you know, ice them out? Hey, okay, that's how you feel, all right. Or do you still keep trying? You know, initially 
it's it's a hurting feeling for a parent to have to think that because mm-hmm. I actually thought that like okay, grown people gonna get it together whenever the time may be, mm-hmm. but that's the stupidest thing in the world. Okay. Because here it is, I am a parent, and I know that time do repair. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's and that's uh, let myself be an open book and let mm-hmm. myself always be available, and I know time will repair repair that. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And how much time did you serve again? Uh, seventeen years and approximately six months. Okay. Okay. And when did you get out? What was your release date? Uh, actually, September the seventeenth, two thousand seventeen. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So, what are you gonna do on September the seventeenth? Right. That'll <laughs> be. Uh, this particularly, I started. I already started writing another book, so I'm, oh, I'm nice. definitely gonna be writing. That that's my celebration to be able to write when I want to, and not uh when the light lights is on and all this goofy stuff. Right. Okay. So this is your sole job right now is publishing books or you have a part-time job outside of writing i actually have a, a job but you know uh i understand what a job is a job is is feeding another bottom line and that ain't what i want to do exactly because the more hours that i spend at another person establishment is more hours that's taken away from my own business that i'm mm-hmm. trying to run because it's not just me uh being a person that started a publishing company that publishes own books i actually have Two people signed to me already. Awesome, okay. awesome. So you are a entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. And so, um, outside of um, your publishing company, what's your other businesses or endeavors that you have going on that um, people should know about? Me, I actually consult for uh, Black Bottom Bread Publishing. Okay. Meaning, meaning uh, I'm not finna format nobody book for them. I'm not gonna write nobody book for them. Okay. But I will steer them in the right way and don't have no uh nothing to hold back because I really believe in if one person did it, it can work for another. Right. So when it comes to uh, consulting, I got actually three clients, uh, okay. two, two authors and one publishing company, okay. and I consult with them. Because okay. it's not not about nothing that I learned in any type of school. It's something that I learned hands on, and I think that's something that I can give away. You mm-hmm. sure can. Yes, you can. And so you will be having an ebook and a course um, classes that people can take. I take it. Is that what you're going to form it into? Uh, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I've been uh, putting, idea, putting notes together mm-hmm. as it relate to uh, this is what I did. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought of a title yet, mm-hmm. but I actually been putting notes together from point A to Z because okay. there's not nothing that uh, I want to do. I'm actually on this journey. So I literally been collecting videos and all this stuff mm-hmm. to actually put out the uh, book, the master documentary. Okay. 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 Well, nice. I'm going to have to connect you um, and get you. Uh, I, I got a couple of ideas out. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. since you have, you have, you're on the right road to um, <laughs> success. So we right. can get you out that job. You're, 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 you're on the road <laughs> doing what you're, you know, here to do and, you know, serve your community and, you know, pass it down to your children. So. 
Um, when you say sorry, cut you off. But when you say serve the community, that's a, that's exactly <laughs> what my aim is with the memoir, not with the fiction books I okay. write. Stri- okay. Strictly with the memoir because I feel that a lot of people have stories to tell mm-hmm. as relate to redemption, mm-hmm. but they be afraid of letting others know about their past. Right. And, mm-hmm. and me, I think. By withholding my past, I'm doing a disservice to others because people can relate more to people who they can see versus some type of goofy movie or character or right. cartoon or something. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And so whenever I get a chance to tell my stories to wayward, wayward youth, which is my aim, I'm all for it. So helping the community is something that I want to do at an all-time high by speaking. Okay. Well, we have some... Um some you know a couple resources. of resources that we will um pass along to you for you to you know get your business up and running and going so you can more <coughs> gravitate to what you're trying to do like you said to serve the community and um you know be it greater <laughs> instead of you know right. the pat you 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 want to go for the future instead of living in your past right surely 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 Okay. Is there anything that um you want to let um everybody know, like I said, about um coming up that you got coming up? Uh yeah. I I'll let everybody know some things I come got coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh not not only am I publishing an author myself, but I also have a major a major deal with a poetry book that I got out. My okay. poetry book is called Thoughts from the Bottom, and I'm actually signed to Gang Tail Publications, okay. which is which is based in uh, Long Beach, California. So I have a major deal, mm-hmm. and I'm also doing my own thing now. Okay. So that's coming up for Black Bottom Bread Publishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't want to give it away, but uh, the title yet, the okay. book is com- complete. It I'm looking to release it, hopefully, January, February at the uh, at the latest. Okay. Then also, also uh, on a major uh, publishing deal, my novel was coming out next year with okay. a major publishing deal, and I also have a novel coming out up under my own Black Bottom Bread Publishing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So next year is going to be kind of uh, everywhere for me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So have you ever thought on a bigger level like doing a docu series about your life or you know documentary sending those stories like into no, BT or 50 mm-hmm. cent Netflix or, or something like yeah. that? You know I I actually do but I think I'm trying to wear too many hats at the same time because I'm not going to lie. I, I recently started networking uh, probably within the last year because I thought I could do everything on my own, mm-hmm. but that's not, yeah, not possible. Got to have a team. Yeah. Yes, I do want to uh, put out a docu-series, e- even with the documentary. I'm being hands-on with that, which mm-hmm. I should let other people more experience right. get with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm trying to <laughs> trying to let the rings go loose, but yes, right. any type of uh, thing that I can get to the major networks to to tell my story as it relates to uh, helping the youth, I'm definitely for that because awesome. it's it's not about just uh well let me stop that off the bill. My writing, I do look for funds. I'm not being taking shape, but at the same time, I know what my writing do 
can do for others that haven't experienced what I experienced. Right. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so as far as your poetry, what kind of poetry do you write? What do you, what is it steered towards? Uh my poetry the uh, first published uh poetry book that we put out is called Thoughts from the Bottom. Uh this here is a reality based poetry book. Okay. You know, uh is nothing about rainbows and uh, uh all this other stuff is actually a reality poetry that other people can go through. I, uh, you know, I write poetry about controversial issues such as corporations that we all deal with, right. AIDS, drugs, and everything, right. uh, crime in the hood, uh, mi- misled mothers and uh, uh, fathers with multiple uh, uh, baby mothers is reality-based poetry, mm-hmm. thoughts from the bottom. I don't know how to write no other way. Right. And so when you were um, locked up, did you, do you t- take any of your poetry from the things that you've experienced while you were in there inside? Uh, no, no, I literally, I literally only written three poems. That's in my first poetry book about prison and mm-hmm. my memoir. I didn't write one thing about prison oh, because okay. <laughs> I didn't want to, glorified in no shape, fashion, or form. Now, I would talk about it all day, but I don't want to write about the place that I experienced. You know, I experienced what everybody else did experience in prison. I done took losses. I done gave it out and I took it. I'm not a zip. I'm not about mm-hmm. to act like I walked through prison on some fine line. I right. went through everybody else uh, went through. So I didn't want to write about that. Now, mm-hmm. if people inquire or when I'm speaking, I know I will help them. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will tell a prison story as it relates to shaping somebody's mind away from right. prison. Right. Okay. Right. And so what? Um, okay. So we have uh, this segment, and it's called the shoe moment. <laughs> and so we've experienced the shoe. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced the shoe? Admission is not called a shoe, but uh, I probably did three years all together here and there. Yes, wow. I have. <laughs> okay. And so what experience in the shoe? So it's actually two different um, questions. What experience did you experience that was good or bad? It doesn't have to be bad, mm-hmm. but like a lesson, lesson that why you were in the shoe. And then since you've been home, <laughs> what have you experienced that made you like somebody had you messed up or you, you know, a situation happened and you're like, no, nah, I'm going to go this way. Cause I remember mm-hmm. you don't the shoe, back. right? <laughs> I remember, no, I remember that, that dark right? place. <laughs> I remember that dark space, cold and nasty food and, right. you know, not clean not as I would like to be, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What, took you away from the shoe and what happened while you was in the shoe sure. that prevented you from, you know, going crazy. So, okay. I'm going to just give a, a light story for the longest time that I ever did one straight stench without breaks being in segregation. Mm-hmm. I think I did something like, uh, probably 117 days, 120 Ooh. days straight. Ooh. Uh, what's that like just 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 a real <laughs> tap into what is that like a day of it on the let's say the uh 30th day of that 117 what's that like the 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 the, the 30th day right to, to me it was a a course in, in human in human behavior because 
I think this might sound wrong, but I was supposed to be there for the things that I was doing. Okay. Now, I actually came home. I think that my faculty is kind of intact, but I watched others lose their mind because here it is. We all in segregation for whatever we're in segregation for. Joker, sit down and think. Mm-hmm. I don't need you beating on my wall for 11 hours straight. I don't yeah. need to hear nobody next to me hollering and, and, and throwing feces and all this mm-hmm. stuff. I'm literally watching these people lose their minds. So that's that, that's something that I remember. It. So in order for me to get out of that, I'll just sit back, be quiet, and read me a book. Because right. I don't... I didn't understand how y'all losing y'all mind and y'all knew what y'all did to get there. Right. Now, I still can't fathom that evil guys that been locked in in a hole for mm-hmm. 10, 11 years. Wow. I can't understand how they crazy. You know what put you in for 11 years. Yeah. Right. That's right. Now, now, you mentioned food, right? This is one of the most craziest situations <laughs> in the world that let me know that uh, the hole definitely ain't meat, let alone prison. Mm-hmm. I don't eat meat at all. Oh, right? okay. When did so, you convert? When did you convert to no meat? Uh, when I actually went to prison, I was just eating turkey and chicken, okay. so it wasn't a hard transition, and I didn't quit mm-hmm. uh, over health reasons or religious reasons. Mm-hmm. I actually, when I was younger, I was in juvenile, and somebody was eating a pork chop sandwich. And I'm like, man, somebody didn't do it on themselves or something. <laughs> now, what's, what's the deal? Oh God. I, I, I don't want to be cussing, cussing on the show, right. but I'm like, one of y'all smell like, you know what I mean? Right. So they like, so they like, man, you tripping. So when everybody leaves, mm-hmm. I'm left alone with these two pork chop sandwiches. Mm-hmm. So and now when I put the pork chop sandwiches, about to bite it again, I'm like, man, I'm never eating this stuff again in my life. It was literally smell like doodle. Yeah. So, so that's all I'm like, all I'm eating is uh, chicken and, uh, and turkey. So mm-hmm. when I get to prison, is when I started learning about the health aspects and or how long it takes meat to ride in your body and how long it digests. And so it was a no-brainer for me to switch only to vegetables and fruit. Mm-hmm. And, while, and while I was in the hole, that was the hardest thing in the world because sometimes they don't even give you a meal at all. Oh, wow. And we talking about missing protein oh. for all, almost four months. I'm like, no, I can't be in this place. I'm right. already in prison. I can't be locked up in prison. Right. <laughs> right. Prison and, and, in prison. Prison in prison. And that's, that was one of the most uh, horrific experiences in my life, not being able to eat. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. And so how was how your, your diet um, since you've been a vegetarian? I mean... I'm not a, a vegan. Mm-hmm. I'm what you call an octo-locto vegetarian because for whatever reason, I can't get away from cheese and eggs and I still drink milk. Okay. 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 But still, you mm-hmm. you have eliminated meat. That's like a big right. thing. I, I'm still just a turkey, chicken, and fish person. Right. Yeah, I let go of the pork in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually saw bacon. <laughs> That's why I was laughing when you said pork. I had seen bacon on the tray my very first day um, going in federal prison. And I saw the bacon. Don't tell me. And it was just, I just kept staring at it. And it had this film over it. Oh. And it was like, it was hot though, right? Right. And 
the eggs was everything was hot you know in your mind <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh i'm going to the feds you know what i'm saying i'm gonna eat good that no no Mm-mm. that was a lie because <laughs> when i when i when i seen that um pork on that tray <laughs> and it stunk so bad i was like i'm gonna eat the eggs you know you're hungry so you're gonna eat around that right. eat the eggs eat yes. the bread just drink the milk and then somebody gave me you know i'm new so they gave me like orange juice things and stuff mm-hmm. you know the people that was on the bus with me that we grew to know in the past from the past two weeks and it's uh-huh. like when i seen that i said no You're pork done. i'm done. done and then so when i started the funny part about it was when i started eating the um no pork mm-hmm. all the people that were muslim were like sister you won't um, <laughs> you, can't eat, you can't eat them um marshmallows right. and you know yes, like saying that i said right. look Jello. i'm not that i'm no, no disrespect <laughs> yeah that's not my religion right i respect you up mm-hmm. mostly but that's not what i'm doing and um i'm just not eating pork and beef right, right. and so yeah that was yeah i i, I totally totally understand mm-hmm. you with the that smell with part i still can't to this day smell it yeah. yeah so what okay and so um ending what was what has happened i know in this time mm-hmm. <laughs> where somebody's made you so mad to where you had to go and take a cool off time shoot about a day and say i'm not going like I'm just not going. I, I remember that experience them 17 years and I'm just not going to do it to myself. So I'm going to let them ride. What, 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 what's happened? You know, uh, it was one of those things like coming home, I still was dealing with uh, spatial issues. Okay. And what I mean, spatial issues is uh, people not being aware how close they is to you mm. or or things of that so mm-hmm. that was even to this day that's still one of the major things maybe it's some prison stuff that I haven't shook yet but right. uh, I was in Buddy's Pizza one day that's the pizza uh, place in Detroit mm-hmm. so I'm waiting on the maitre d' to come now this before COVID was even thought of or that we knew about it so I'm waiting and it's a a, a couple, right? That's behind me. Mm-hmm. Now, it's so close. If I, like I did, step back and bumped into him, mm-hmm. he he bumped into his wife. The wife bumped into the children. That's how close we all were. Mm. Oh wow! So, so I turn around, like, excuse me, brother. You know, my, my bad. Because I'm thinking it's my bad. I'm too close to close to you. So I slide up. He slide up. Mm. <laughs> oh my god! No. So. So I turn around. I say, uh, "Excuse me, man. You know, I'm I'm moved out the way, so you and your family. I'm trying to be cordial. Right. Like I'm mo- I'm moved out the way, so you and your family can have a uh, little space. So as as the major D steady sitting other people down, I'm steady moving up, but I'm like moving extra up. Mm-hmm. So when I move extra up, the same thing happened. Mm. He moved extra up with his family. No. Now, so once again. If I turn around, we almost kiss. That's how oh, close wow. it is. Mm. So uh, I said something. I'm gonna keep this show PG-13. I uh, <laughs> said I, I said something to him like, uh, "Dig this here. I understand that you and your family waiting to eat. 
Could y'all give me a little space so I can uh get to where I'm going and y'all get to where y'all going? Mm-hmm. What you mean? I'm um, going where you going? Right. <laughs> oh, God. Uh-oh. You already not knowing that I didn't just gave you three different times to leave me alone and give me my space. So right. now you flip the script on me because I literally asked you nice to back up with mm-hmm. you and your family. Okay. And, wh- and once you got to going and going and going, in my mind, I'm going and going and going back to prison because he don't know what he activated. Right. <laughs> so forget the buddy's piece and forget you. I'm out of here. That's just right. like just That's like right. that. And that, and that was one of the things that almost sent me back like a clown idiot after doing all these yeah. years. And I said, I'm not about to let him outthink me right. for That's not right. being but not knowing. That's yes. right. That's right. Well, I'm so glad you didn't give it to him. Okay. <laughs> yes. And I'm glad that you're here and we're able to know you and the great body of work that you have. Yes. And we want to thank you so much. Uh, your interview was really good. Yes. Thank you for that. I want to thank, thank you. y'all for giving me the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And um, send us um the information that you have and your links and everything. Yep, your links so we can um promote you. Mm-hmm. And we will be talking to you soon before you get on the big screen and then right. you'll be like, ah oh, no, y'all only no, get ten you. minutes. Right. Ah uh, <laughs> nah y'all. <laughs> now you gotta that. ask my assistant. Ah <laughs> uh, nah no, y'all. No. <laughs> um no, I ain't got time now. Nah. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna do that right because uh even though it's only been what two years that my company has been uh starting where is it but literally knocking on doors people told me to beat it bookstores mm-hmm. wanted messing with me they didn't want to hold the uh, uh uh book signs because I wasn't traditionally published and all this mm-hmm. here it is. Uh, once they see me in Detroit newspapers, once they see the uh, me, my book being book club picks to me being cable interviews, mm-hmm. some some weirdo decided <laughs> to uh, post my business. I, I, I like him. He's a reporter for the uh, <sighs> Detroit News. Mm-hmm. I like him. He know I call him weirdo, so it ain't nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. He want to p- post my business. Here this guy is with no backing, no backing whatsoever, and he managed to sell 1,100 books. So for once he do that, wow. I'm like, no, I don't want to be there. Right. right. But I had to keep it business and copacetic, like, okay, uh, I will keep in touch. But so I would never play y'all like that because here right. it is, I'm at the beginning and y'all giving me opportunity. And I'm definitely looking for resources for y'all. So right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we got some good resources for you. Yes. So yes, Major, thank you. Don't forget to send me the information and um I'll gather up the resources for you and, and shoot them to you. And send us um your email. Yeah. Yeah. Send us okay. your email. Will do. I appreciate it. Thank right. you. Thank Have you. a good night. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Meet the Shoe. Traveling in some motion